he is a warrior in a wasteland without mercy. It's a little guy. He has survived where countless others have died. Good shot, huh? He has destroyed all that would kill him. Out of control. He is the only one who can face the challenges of the Dungeon Master. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and this is yet another exciting episode of the non-canonical adventures of Randy and JD in the summertime. This time we're talking about a movie called The Dungeon Master. From, depending on where you are from, 1984, across the pond, or 1985, here in North America. Depends on where you're you're at, but yes, this is a... Another Empire Films picture we're covering. This one is a fantasy anthology film from... Fantasy horror anthology. And kind of science fiction, I suppose, as well. It's a hodgepodge. Because of the way this works, yes. The uh, backyard hodgepodge. Yes, um, it's not even a long one. I think it's only about 77 minutes long. That Uh, or thereabouts is correct. Yeah, 73 minutes to be exact. mm -hmm. We got this one with my... uh, copy of uh, the eliminators so why not review this one as well right and i knew this was originally on our list for non-canon this year but mm-hmm. we were unable to do them right away this season with the weirdness of everything mm-hmm. like my language skills at the moment yes it's uh, it's very hot out everybody yeah so the plot of this one is a uh, computer programmer am i gonna yeah named paul bradford played by jeffrey bryan who created a semi-intelligent AI mm-hmm. and gave her a woman's voice and named her Excalibrate, Cal for short, mm-hmm. and his sexy dancer girlfriend, not played by uh, Lucinda Dickey, but in fact played by Leslie Wing. Yes, and it attracts the attention of a demonic wizard from Mastromo, beyond. played by Christopher Lambert. It's not Christopher Lambert. It's Richard Mull doing a Christopher Lambert impression. <laughs> and, it's, and it's pretty dead on, to be Except for honest. that one time where he did a Clancy Brown expression, uh, impression and uh, threw me off. Yes, that was very bizarre. But yes. Uh, and then he captures him and puts him through a test of seven trials, which are... Seven, seven short scenes. Yeah, basically seven short films by different directors and writers. And it comes around at the end where he ends up back home and that's the end of the movie. That's the plot. That's, that's it. That's the plot. And it's just a, a bunch, a series of levels. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. <laughs> it's an excuse. So before we go further, we, I should mention that this movie has another name. Mm-hmm. This was referred to as, uh, mm-hmm. originally as Rage War. The Challenges of Excalibrate. And also, sometimes it's called Digital Knights. The, that original title was from the UK. Yeah. And when they brought it over here, it was to take uh, mm-hmm. take advantage of the hype around Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, especially around 1985, where it was at its uh, its peak. And it also likes as the uh, wizard and uh, fantasy motif down, fighting the demons and the orcs. So yeah, that's it's pretty mu- it's pretty straightforward what the movie was for. And it also had a budget of like what two thousand dollars. That was what I was surprised to find out on IMDb and their trivia is that they originally wanted to do this movie for fifty million. Basically, got laughed at, and then In the producers, producers and directors, and everybody <laughs> left, and then they came back and whoever they hired went, "I can do this for two thousand bucks," and they did it for two thousand bucks. Yeah, I don't see when in this movie would require 
anything that There's high. There's literally one uh, anthology segment where they're driving around in uh, cars out of Mad Max, but they're made out of plywood. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very low budget 1980s. Very low budget. But yeah, it's a pretty straightforward movie. It's very short, very simple. Very episodic, very episodic. It's, yeah, it's an anthology film, so that's what it's set up to be. So if you went to see this one in theaters, you would just be there just to see the different, uh, the different things they do. Pretty much. Uh, so what it. did you think of the wrapper around it? Like what, like the wraparound? Uh, it was a weird excuse. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of even, even though the Even though the movie started off where Cinder's like, oh, this movie quickly became a porno. It's like, wait, no, this, is this movie literally becoming a porno? Because now there's a naked woman and he's chasing her. She's a computer? What? Yeah, apparently. And then it turns out, no, that was just a dream. And that leads into the wizard basically taking him into this fantasy world and giving him challenges not very different from that dream. Yeah, it's uh, it's all over the place. Uh, were there any segments that stuck stuck out to you? The, I, I don't know where the accents come from. Well, the slasher one because it was kind of jarring after a bunch of fantasy ones. Yeah, the slasher one is is the is the standout because it actually had a little bit of a story going on in there. Well, the other one I also uh, thought was really strange. Was actually, that segment's literally called slasher. It, it was, yeah. The and other the one, director is that's the only thing he's ever directed. Yeah, and the other one was the ice one. With the ice cavern? That was strange. Yeah, but that stood out to you because they're like, oh, it looks like it's a cavern of uh, the world's worst criminals in here. And Albert Einstein. And then, uh, Yeah, they said that right after just revealing Albert Einstein was in there. And I don't think it was ever revealed why he was there. I- I'm assuming it has to do something with the nuclear bomb. Like uh, That's what I'm assuming they're putting him in there for. Yeah, but they didn't explain that, so it's just oh, kind but of wait, jarring. But wait, the ice chamber contains such people as Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. um, Henry the... Or is it Richard? No, it's like one of the... Hen, no, Louis Henry, the 16th. Henry the 16th, he, who lost his head in the Guillotine. Louis the 16th. Louis the 16th. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloody Mary. So, and the Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, this random Wolfman in there dressed like Michael Jackson. <laughs> the what? Wolfman. Like, what? Like, that, that kind of stuff is so strange. I think well, the weirdest part, like I said, was the balancing of genres where where there was about three shorts in a row with fantasy. Like, okay, so this is the theme. And then random slasher in the modern day. Like, halfway through the thing, okay. And then later on, we have that Mad Max one, okay. And then there's a music video in the middle of the movie with Wasp. <laughs> there's a one with Wasp. Like, it's kind of bizarre. Like, why would you space them out a little differently? Because you're expecting one thing and you go to another thing. And some of them are, like, really short. Like, the Wasp one didn't even last the whole song. And the Slasher one actually went on for, like, uh, eight minutes or so. Yeah, the Slasher one is the longest part of the movie outside of the wraparound. Yeah, it's a very, very bizarre movie. That's probably why it's only 70-something minutes long because of that. It's also probably because it's Empire and... Every Empire movie we watched so far is not very long. $2,000. Actually, I'm kind of impressed for $2,000. Um, I'm assuming that's an exaggeration and there's a little bit more than that, but I can see them... Probably sitting... for the actors, it's more Yeah, it's like, like this, is probably, this is the entirely budget. There's no... This doesn't have your pay in here, nothing. It's just $2,000. Yeah. For $2,000, I'm kind of surprised. Sort of like the other ones we watched by them for $2,000. Like, kind of rang, rang that out pretty well. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. what's your highlight of the movie? Richard Mole. Richard Mole. <laughs> I thought every time he showed up, I thought it was Christopher Lambert. He, he looked exactly like him. He talked exactly like him. It was creepy. And he looked like he was a dragon in human form. He did. 
And then he, he, he died by falling into a pit of lava at the end. In the world's worst fist fight. I'm surprised it just wasn't like a, a little kid slap fight at the end. It's actually, like, that's how that bad it was. I actually thought it was funny because you know, at one point you said, this is going to end with a fist fight between the two of them, isn't it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> it's like a low-budget fist fight. No, it won't. And then, yeah, that's exactly what it ended with. Yeah. So what was your highlight then, Richard Mole? Richard Mole. <laughs> it's like... I might just be projecting onto it that it's a Christopher Lambert impression. No, but that it was, was a Christopher Lambert impression. It was. When he first showed up, I thought that's who it was. And then what, it, was Christopher Lambert that prevalent around the 1984? I I have no idea. I just Did Christopher Lambert steal that bit and that's what he's been doing since? Did, <laughs> did Richard Mole see the role and say, you know what? I'm going to get that Christopher Lambert by play, portraying him as a villain for some reason. Now I'd have to check to see when Christopher Lambert was. Yeah. because that. Was, oh, whoa, excuse me. Whew the heck was that no that was uh the somebody honking their horn on the water like the the, the, the oh. boats well that was bizarre yeah because yeah. all you hear is honk yeah <laughs> so what's your low light of the film my low light as i said with the weird balance of the way they did the shorts like there was no rhyme or reason for any of them they were just kind of in and out and here's one like i said in the city here's a random music video and here's we're in a cave fighting a demon and now we're in a cave with ice sculptures. It's... My, my mine is that it, I had no investment in this movie at all. Was mm. because the characters aren't really that likable. Well, they really they just, set them up well. Yeah, they didn't set them up. It's like compare this with other anthology films, like I don't know, Heavy Metal, which has a through line in its own way and it has some interesting things that well, go that, on there. That's what the first and they're connected to. The opening was supposed to do that. It was supposed to show these. This is the couple, but it doesn't really do that. Like it shows him going out and like. Dealing with his computer, then he comes back. Then he meet you meet his girlfriend. Well, Ooh. JD, that was a, that was another whole entire uh, in the wraparound. That was a whole other short film where it's like, oh, now I'm going for a run. Let me show you off my my magic eyeglass powers. Oh yeah, and that didn't actually really. I'm trying to think of a way to put this. The, the eyeglasses became a wristband that he used, and most of these problems were, were solved by him shooting them. The whole thing with the computer is kind of a non sequitur in that it could... Non-starter, maybe? No, it is kind of a non sequitur in that it, it's portrayed as a thing for a bit, and then it just kind of falls off to the side. And it just becomes a laser gun at some point. It's like, it, I don't think if this movie would have removed it, it would have been all that different at all. I think they would have just found something else to do to solve the problems. Like, maybe my, finding my a My other problem, like, it's not so much a low light, it's just a general problem with the movie, is that... I found, like, overall the segments, mm. the majority of them were just boring. Yeah, they weren't exactly exciting. Like, I wasn't excited in this movie. There was nothing There was nothing keeping me going. Mm. I think I was making jokes, like, most of the movie, or just, like, like trying not to fall asleep. It's just... No, I think it was more... I had no investment. That's the low light. I was more interested in seeing what the next segment was going to be more than what it actually was. I, I guess I would actually say that maybe the... Uh, to make it more tangible here as an mm. actual low light... I guess the presence of the actors of the the protagonist is uh, is the low light because he doesn't draw you in. Yeah, because he doesn't really have much in the motivation other than he's took his girlfriend, so we have to get him back. But as I said, the relationship was barely established between the two. It actually would have been more uh, tense if it would have been his computer that was taken because he had more relationship with the computer at the beginning. I mean, he had a wet dream about her personified as a human at the beginning of the film. So it would have been a bit more like maybe the demon... And she was taken by orcs. Maybe the demon wizard already came in and brought her to life or something like that. You know what I mean? Or maybe it would have been more uh, interesting that way. Was, like, I don't know. So how like, would you score it? It's like, a, like the, the movie is a bunch of hats stacked. 
It's two, it's two, it's uh, three kids stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. Something it w- that would have been an interesting short. But uh, how would you rate the film? Um, uh, well, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really care for it, so I guess I'll just go with a two. I mean, for two thousand dollars, the effects were interesting. That was impressive. That it, 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 that's the actual budget. Plus, Christopher Christopher Mole, <laughs> Richard Lambert was was really funny because I don't know how he did that, but it was. I thought it was. I thought it was Christopher. I guess Lambert. now I have to check this. Oh no! Uh, Eighty four was around the same time as, uh, hmm. like, like previous earlier in the year. You would have had Christopher Lambert and Highlander. Hmm. But as a whole, it's it's uh, not the best Empire thing we watched. But no, it's also not the worst non-canon movie we've watched either. But so. when you basically got it as, if you consider it just a freebie thrown in with the copy of Eliminators, mm, which I actually really did like. So yeah. Uh, I give the movie a two. It's like it's I. It's not it's not Apple bad. It's not a lot of the other movies level of like one star bad. It's just kind of there, really. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm never gonna watch this movie again. Mm. Like it's. Those, I don't. I don't absolutely hate it. I just. It's like there's. It's nothing. It's the type of movie. Like if it would have been flip, flipping through channels and it would have been on and there was nothing on it, probably would have left it on and gun done something else. Maybe <laughs> I would have stopped to watch it, but it's. Kind and it also makes sense that we watch this movie in what would be technically the opener for this season, even though it's our, our long, uh, mm. cold open before the actual uh, season starts. Yeah, I'm still not exactly sure how we're going to be doing this because of how weird the season turned out. But we got a bunch of non-canon movies we want to cover, and this one kind of fell by the wayside for last season. So we just kind of did it now. We did it. We did this last year, like a season or two ago, where it's just like, whenever it falls into summer, we don't want to watch other stuff. So it's like, let's watch some movies we wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's a few of them. And uh, this one we might as well have watched and I don't really regret it because it was there. So that's, there's really nothing else to say about this one. It's just kind of there. Yep. So I guess with that, I'm mm-hmm. Randy. And I'm JD. And this was yet another exciting adventure of the non-canonical adventures of JD and Randy. Another adventure. And this movie was The Dungeon Master 1984 or 5. And possibly called Rage War. No, no, also called Rage Ward. The Challenges of Excalibrate. Depends on where you were. Or Digital Knights. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you, everybody. Goodbye. The Trap of Rat Spit. The Slime Boy. I am the ordeal of the ice monsters of doom. My legs are frozen. I can't move my feet. The attack of the samurai sentinel. The treachery of the monster of good and evil. A warrior trapped in a timeless void. Locked in mortal combat against the overlord to the agonies of strange beasts and lost souls. Prepare for the end! The Dungeon Master. Rated PG-13.